This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And welcome to the prologue on America's Web Radio, a weekly program bringing you introductions to writers and books you may not be familiar with yet. My name is Doug Dahlgren, and I'll be your host for this hour. I'm an author myself, and you can find my work on Amazon, Books A Million, BarnesandNoble.com, and now in a store called PJ Books in Fort Myers, Florida. And we're going to talk about that a whole lot more in just a minute. And we call this show the prologue because that's exactly what it is, an introduction. And while those introductions are mainly to writers, we love to bring you interesting people with just a good story to tell from many other fields and other endeavors when we run upon them. Now, if you or anyone else that you know has a book or that interesting story that just needs to be told, please, I want you to reach out to me through email. There's two ways to do that. There's Doug at AmericasWebRadio.com or Doug at DougDahlgren.com. Either one will work. Tell me a little bit about yourself, what you want to talk about, and we'll see about getting you scheduled for a future program. Now, our author for this hour... Our guest author is from both qualifications that we mentioned earlier for this program. She is an author and an illustrator for children's books, but she also has a very interesting hobby, we'll call it for now. She has opened two bookstores in her area of Fort Myers, Florida, that are actually groundbreaking ideas in retail. Now, just before we get into that, I want to make sure I remember to recognize two very important groups of listeners. First is our brave men and women who serve in the armed forces of this country, working so hard around the world to keep us safe back here at home. And we do that so we can live and go about our lives, as we so often take for granted. Freedom isn't free, not by a long shot. It's bought and paid for daily by those men and women in uniform. And we thank each and every one of them for what they do. We also want to mention our first responders who are here at home, those police, fire, and EMT personnel who rush to our aid when we need their help. Thank each of you for what you do, and thank you for listening to America's Web Radio. Now, usually we have a prologue, a little introduction to a book, but your prologue today is going to be a little different. I want to go ahead and bring on our guest and let her tell us about her exciting new concept in retailing for readers. From Fort Myers, Florida, please welcome with me Patty Brissard Jefferson of PJ Books, and that's spelled B-O-O-X. How are you doing, Patty? I'm doing great, Doug. Uh, you got me a little teary there with the uh, salute to the troops and the, and the first responders. That was awesome. Well, we, we appreciate them, and we think they're overlooked many times too often, and uh, we just try to remember them every week, so thank you for that. And, uh, they're, they're good readers, they're good listeners, and uh, we appreciate them being out there. Now, you're an author and an illustrator of children's books, am I correct? I am. I've actually won awards for, for uh, some of my books. So, All right. How long yeah. have you been doing that? How long were you a writer and an author? My uh, my first book, uh, which is called How Long Will You Love Me, uh, came out in 2013. And uh, then my second book uh, is called uh, Stu's Big Party. And that came out in 2014. And uh, that's the one that I won an award for. 
And I also, as you mentioned, illustrate um, other people's children's books, and a number of the books that I've illustrated have also won awards. So uh, it's kind of exciting um, for something that, you know, it took me 10 years to, to decide to do my first book, and then once once that book was out, I was like total immersion into the, into the industry. I was in 150%. Now, the work that you've done, both your writing and your illustrations, are these self-published works, or were you actually picked up by a publishing company? No, um, I selected a small press uh, publisher um, that I, I got contact with through a, a mutual acquaintance and uh, just reached out to them. Um, it's called Halo Publishing International and just reached out to them to ask some questions because since I was new to to the publishing uh, world, I had a million of them and uh, reached out and spoke with a lady named Lisa Umina who is the owner of that uh, company and she and I just really hit it off and what I think probably made me realize I was making the right decision there was that uh, she asked me if I wanted to publish a book or if I wanted a career and I chose career <laughs> and so she's been a, a, a good friend and mentor through the whole process in um, you know in getting the books out and then also in in doing the illustrations some of the uh, work I've done has have been for authors you know that work for her company you know that publish through her so that's kind of been awesome but um, I was inspired to even even throw my book out there by a friend who had just gone through the self-publishing uh, upload your information to create space kind of thing. And I just knew for me, I probably didn't have enough time to learn all the things I felt I needed to learn in order to do it completely by myself. So I, I, I reached out for some help. Explain real quickly, what is the difference between a major publishing house and what you refer to as a, a small publisher? Well, there's a there's a lot of there's actually a lot of steps in between self publishing and and traditional publishing and and there's a lot of hybrids as far as uh, publishers and I've learned a lot about that since they've opened up the bookstores but um, there are publishers that you can um, you know pay a, a small fee to and they do certain things for you. Um, certain aspects. Now, because I was an illustrator, um, I didn't need that. I didn't need a lot of the, I didn't feel at the time I needed a lot of the marketing help that some companies offer. Um, I just needed somebody to handle, you know, the, the non-glamorous part of it, getting the, the book in the right formats and, and handling the printing and, and all of that. Um, but there are hybrid authors out there that, uh, I mean, Publishers, rather, hybrid publishers that um, kind of act as as the major houses do in that they they put the money up front. They're taking a lot of the financial risk, um, but they're also taking more of the royalties as well. So I think that anybody who's just starting out in the whole process just needs to figure out what it is that they're looking for personally and and make their decision based that way. Okay. So you have been you've been through the experience though of trying to market a book uh, on an independent level. You don't have Absolutely. the pockets 
Okay. All right. And so you Absolutely. understand what self-published and small house type published people are going through right. what they face. All right. Yeah. The struggle is real. <laughs> and and it's getting bigger. There's there's so many more folks who are joining the ranks of the self-published writers and you already alluded to it. There are so many variations of publishing that people will help you with just the minor steps or halfway through or you know, they'll they'll handle everything. You can pay anywhere from three hundred dollars to fifty thousand. Uh, yep. and, and really and really it's just a matter of, of what you're comfortable with. I wouldn't recommend the fifty thousand to anybody, but you know, there are folks <laughs> out there who'll take your money. Now Right. I think that I think that I was going to say, I just think that you have to be, uh, I think that if, for an author who's going into it for the first time, is that it really, educate yourself as to what the whole process is so that you know what you're getting into so that you can make informed decisions so that you're not spending $50,000 for something that you really don't need to spend that kind of money for, of course. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I mean, people know who I'm speaking of. They usually won't even talk to an independent writer about putting their books on the shelves, not normally anyway. And the smaller independent bookstores, uh, sometimes they don't really have enough shelf space for self-published right. work. Uh, there are some who try to accommodate the local people that they know, but uh, absolutely, you know, it's difficult for for a self-published author to get in. Is is that how you see the business? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, and if you think about it from the from the standpoint of the bookstore, um, it makes sense. Um, they've got, they are a business, and um, most of them have an absolute love for books. They have a love for the whole process. Um, so they want to help out. They want to support their, the, the independent authors, but they really can only do it on a, on a local, usually do it on a local basis. And, um, Definitely, if there is a, an indie bookstore anywhere near where you live, as an independent author, you should definitely reach out to them to set up a book signing or to have them carry your book or, or you know, in some way be involved, at least even be involved in that setting. But it, it's very difficult. I think probably one of the biggest challenges is time. Um, as an independent author, um, a lot of them, a lot of us have regular real day jobs. And to squeeze in um, the marketing and the getting the book out into retail spaces when you have a regular job, nine to five perhaps, you have a family, um, you have to make time for writing, that's what you do, but you also have to have fine time to do that marketing for the book. And a lot of times, um, you know, going around book in hand, knocking on, uh, you know, the doors of independent bookstores and saying, will you take my book, is not not really the best use of time and not usually very productive either. So there needed to be some sort of an alternative, and that was what I was looking for, was some some way to get my book uh, more exposure. Um, and then I just realized that if I was having that same problem, everybody was. Oh, yeah. Well, I, won't, I don't want to leave the impression that the local bookstores are, are bad folks. Uh, you no, they're great. Some of their pro- they're great folks, but I have found over the years, and of course business is tough these days. It's hard selling mm-hmm. books. Uh, discretionary income is down across the country, and 
you know, so it's affecting a lot of things. But they're struggling to stay alive. They've got shelf space that's allotted to them by the publishing houses. They don't have room for the smaller, you know, self-published folks. And and over time, repeating that over and over, because, again, we've already said there's more and more self-published folks, uh, they, they've kind of taken on, a, some of them anyway, a little bit of an attitude. And if you mention things like Amazon, they go ballistic <laughs> because they really see Amazon as this terrible, evil thing out there that has taken all their money. And it, it's, it's a difficult situation. But, you know, I understand, but I think that reaction on their part really is counterproductive. Would you, right. would you agree with that? Okay. All right. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. Amazon is... Um, uh, Amazon's a necessary evil. There, are, if you think about how many um, independent uh, authors there are, who would have absolutely no voice without Amazon. And the bookstores, the bookstores, there are people who are not going to buy their books on Amazon, no matter what. They're going to go to the bookstores, and um, and Amazon is really just kind of a, in my opinion, as a bookstore owner, they're. Um, they're just a way to help my authors advertise their books, and, and people are still going to come and hold. People are still going to come and hold the book and, and want to flip through oh, yeah. the pages. All right. So. all right, we're going to need to take one of our breaks here, Patty. Uh, this is Doug Oliver on America's Web Radio. We're talking to Patty Broussard Jefferson, and we're going to get into more about her unique bookstore after these messages. When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren. On Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. 
His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren, on Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And we are back on the prologue. My name is Doug Dahlgren. We uh, have a real good guest this morning, Patty Bassard Jefferson. She is a writer and an illustrator, and she's also the owner of PJ Books, and that's spelled B-O-O-X, out of Fort Myers, Florida. We've been talking preliminarily about how she came into this, uh, but this is a real unique idea for a bookstore. Uh, Patty, tell us a little bit more about the concept that you came up with for selling books. Well, like I was uh, saying before the break, we, um, as independent authors, uh, all of the marketing falls on us, and one of the challenges was being able to get into a retail space. And... Um, I was just thinking about it, and I and I, as an author, I was kind of hoping and wishing for a place where I could, for a fee, even put my books and have it be out there and accessible uh, for readers to discover it. And my thought was that if they could, if they could only see it and hold it, I would sell more books. And um, I, I started looking for some place like that, and could not find anything like it. I made a phone call to a friend of mine who's also an independent author, and I said, uh, I've got this kind of crazy idea I want to bounce off you. What if there was such a place? And uh, he said, I would definitely be interested in that. And the more authors I talked to about it, the more I was convinced that that place had to exist. And um, if it wasn't out there already, then somebody had to had to bring it out, and that was going to be me, apparently. And uh, so uh, my friend Tim Jacobs, Tim Jacobs, and I opened um, a little tiny uh, bookstore within an existing business, um, and that's called the Gulf Coast Bookstore. And our premise there was that local authors could rent shelf space and then as their books sold, they would get the money uh, from that sale. And um, we started out with space for 36 books. They're all front-facing, so that uh, no uh, just spine showing, none of that uh, crooked neck 
feeling you get when you're looking for a book. And uh, we expanded that to 54 local authors um, and moved into a little bit bigger space still within an existing business. So neither of us had to be there. Um, we both still had our day jobs, and we were able to um, to see whether or not that sort of a concept would work, at least on a small scale, which it did. And so... Um, we got some uh, media exposure for that. Uh, our local newspaper, the Daily Press, uh, I mean the News Press, sorry, the News Press printed a story, which was wonderful. That got picked up by Publishers Weekly, and uh, they ran a story about it, did an interview, and uh, all of a sudden I had all of these emails flooding in from authors all over the country who wanted to know either how to start one just like that in their area or how they could, as somebody not local, be involved in something like that. And it was at that point that I realized I needed to do it on a larger scale, and that's uh, how I came up with the concept for PJ Books. Now, the other store that was within a store, in other words, you were renting space, kind of a consignment area yourself, uh, that was about a year ago. And then right. within six within six months, there was enough demand for this that you felt the need to go ahead and open. And I understand that PJ Books is a whopping sixteen hundred and sixty square feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, it's how big. many how many authors do you feel that you can accommodate in that space? Um, I did all of the math, and we laid it out a hundred different ways to make sure that we we were we knew what we were getting into and um in this store when it is full we'll be able to do 500 um off the shelves uh right wow. now we've got right now we've got about 260 um right around there so um it's it and it's not that it looks like it's not full because the to get it up to that 500, we're going to actually, my contractor will come in and build some extra walls to give us some extra space. Um, but it's uh, it's been it's been pretty awesome. We're coming up on that one-year anniversary with the little store, and that's doing very well. Um, and we're just now, what, four or five, five months, I guess, in, in here at PJ Books, and it's going well for us. Outstanding. Now, you mentioned kind of quickly uh, you know, we've got both writers and readers uh, who are listening to this program. And what you said about the way you display the books is very important. Uh, having them face out means a lot to everybody. You can see what that cover looks like. Sometimes the cover tells you a lot. You know that old saying, can't tell a book by its cover? That's not always true. Sometimes you can't. Uh, um, we- <clears throat> We say that all the time that that you can you have to judge a book by a cover. The problem with um, independent authors is that you, you, we don't have that huge fan base. Um, we're building it. That's that's part of the you know the whole reason to get the book out there. And if you only can see the spine of the book as a new reader, you're not necessarily. It has to be like the catchiest title, um, and so. This way, with the with the covers facing out, um, you get an idea of 
what the book is about. And that's one of the one of the criteria that we have during the review process um, when somebody wants to get their book in the store is we look hard at the cover. Does it look professionally done? Does it look like it it talk you know, it's about the book? And um and it's actually it's kind of nice to to work here and to just see this I call it eye candy. It's book eye candy that you can see all of these covers and, and they're all beautiful. Absolutely. Now besides just being larger, this new location had to have benefited from knowledge and experience that you and your business partner partner pulled together from that first store, the smaller operation. What are some of the things that you learned from the Gulf Coast bookstore? Well, the Gulf Coast bookstore, because it's it's smaller, has um, it, it's split up by genre. And um, so if an author at that store wrote a children's book and a self-help book, they're on the same they're on the same shelf. Here because of just the sheer number of books that we have, um, we had to, to put it into genre, and that's been kind of a, a, a learning process there. But um, the – go ahead. I no, thought you were going to no, ask me up there. Okay. So, sometimes I just get on a roll and I, I run over people. Um, so so we, we did have to um, – we had to change up, like, our hours um, – because that the other one was in a in an existing business, um, the and the the time frames that people wanted the bookstore to be open. When we first opened uh, PJ Books, I was open all the time, all day long, seven days a week, until we kind of figured out what the the time frame was. But um, marketing a bookstore is is challenging. Um, getting the word out. Um, so it helped that we had done it on the smaller scale and that we could reach out to some of those people and say, well, now here are books that are not just by local authors. Um, the whole thing's been a learning process because it's never been done before. Um, nobody, as far as we've been able to to find, has really done it like, like we're doing it here, like I'm doing it at PJ Books. Now, have the stores been, uh, how have they been received by customers? Uh, is the foot traffic growing, or is it constant, or how would you describe it? Well, I am at PJ Books. We've, we're in what they call in here in Florida um, a courtyard mall, um, meaning that we have a lot of outdoor space where people sit um, and eat or have conversations or whatever. We're we've got three restaurants um, in this shopping center, um, so we we're. We're pretty busy with traffic in the area. Um, we have a huge sign on the on the street that just says bookstore. So we get a lot of people who come in, and it's kind of funny when they walk in and they and they see the bookstore because it really looks almost more like an art gallery. They're they're a little bit hesitant. Like, they think they're walking into a bookstore, but now it doesn't really look like any bookstore they've ever been in. And that really gives us that moment to have a conversation with them and tell them what it is that we do. And the readers readers are just looking for a good book. Um, we joke nobody sits around waiting to see, um, you know, what uh, Random House is putting out next or what Simon & Schuster has in store for the you know, fall season. They, they're not following that. They're following authors, and they're following a good story. And so even though they have never heard 
probably have not heard of our authors. Um, they're looking for that good story, and when they pick up the book and they read the back cover and, and flip through a couple of pages, then then they're kind of hooked. So we're, the foot traffic is building. Um, as word gets out, we've got, uh, you know, the local media has been kind to us, and so um, it's growing. It's absolutely growing. We're here this morning on the prologue, and we're speaking with Patty Bassard Jefferson, owner of PJ Books. It's a very unique concept in book selling down in Fort Myers, Florida. And we're going to be back with more from her after these messages. When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren, on Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. This is Daryl Pullis inviting you to listen to America's Homegrown Veggie Show right here every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern Time. Great guests, great tips, and valuable information about growing your own vegetables, fruits, and herbs. This is Dr. George from Peachtree ENT Center. We've won patient care awards and have the highest patient recommendations because we believe in practicing medicine the old-fashioned way. Practicing good medicine is based in listening to the patient and making a care plan that is individual. The best medical care is given when there is a strong doctor-patient relationship built on mutual trust and respect. At Peachtree ENT Center, we believe in taking care of the whole patient because healing is more than writing a prescription. Whether you have problems hearing have frequent throat or sinus infections, from the time you call our office and speak to a real person, you will be treated as an individual and not as an ailment. During your visit, you will not be rushed and all your questions will be answered. When possible, natural treatments will be recommended to fix the problem. If surgery is recommended, cost-effective, minimally invasive treatment for snoring, sleep apnea, or sinus problems will be offered because Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And we're back. This is the prologue on America's Web Radio. My name is Doug Dahlgren. We are talking this morning to Patty Bassard Jefferson. She's down in Fort Myers, Florida, and besides being an author and illustrator for children's books, she has a bookstore, a couple of them, that are rather unique in the business. They cater to self-published or small press only. No major publishers are allowed. And it's really taken off and, and coming along strong. Folks who have been listening to us, we've failed to mention your website so far, Patty. Tell them what the website is and how they can look up online and learn more about PJ Books. Um, great. The website is uh, www.pjbooks.com. And um, we really went all out on the website um, to make it a place for readers to discover uh, these new authors. And uh, so you can buy books. 
so even if you don't live in Fort Myers, you can support the independent authors and you can support uh, the bookstore by purchasing online. There's also a forum uh, where you can have conversations and a lot of times the authors, uh, you know, the authors can get involved in those conversations as well. Um, there's uh, an events page. We do a lot of in-store events for the, for the authors, book launches and signings. And uh, so that's really just kind of our hub to the outside world. So if you're not in Fort Myers, Florida, although um, it's lovely, so if you get a chance to visit, do. Um, but it just gives everybody a chance. When people are looking for a, a book and if they're willing to try out uh, an author that maybe they've never heard of and they go to Amazon, they have to know who that author is or they have to know uh, the name of the book in order to find them because there's just so many on there. And there's traditional books and it, it, just the whole mix on Amazon. It's kind of overwhelming um, where you go, if you go to PJ Books, um, you can search by an author if you do know their name um, or their book, or you can uh, you can search by genre and come up with, uh, and you'll see something about the book, you'll see the cover, and you can purchase it straight from there. So. I want to ask you to repeat yourself a little bit here now because uh, some folks may have just started paying attention or just tuned in. But the customer experience, those locals who are down in the area that walk in, foot traffic in your store, what is the customer experience when they come in? Are these books lined up warehouse style like they might be accustomed to up here? Or how is the presentation for them? No, our store is absolutely beautiful, and we get a lot of compliments on, on just the overall atmosphere of this store. Um, our books are all displayed Every single one of them, not just a select few, um, all of the books are displayed uh, face out so you can see all of the covers. Um, each of the authors has an individual shelf on the wall. It's a floating shelf. And the books, uh, their books are there. And then those are display copies. We don't sell the display copies. So people, and we explain that when somebody comes in, and they can pick those up and flip through it. And then uh, if they decide to purchase the book, those are um, displayed uh, below um, on a bookshelf across the floor with uh, spine out. At that point, you know what the cover looks like. You've held the book. You've read the blurb. You've flipped through it. Maybe you've even carried the book back. We have a, a reading room in this store that we use for uh, a whole variety of things. But so, if somebody wants to sit and read a book, uh, you know, read the first chapter of it or something, they're, they're welcome to do that. So the reader experience... Um, also, the, the staff, we, we all read independently published books, um, so we've read a, a good number of them. We've at least read uh, the information that the author has sent, so we can carry on a conversation and make recommendations you know, based on what the reader's looking for. So the experience is, um, I think, overall, uh, it's very comfortable. And once people realize that what it is that they're dealing with, um, the response has been really good. Now, I understand that there's already been a couple of copycats around the country. Um, can you tell us, have you heard where they are? Um, well, <laughs> uh, there's, uh, there's a couple of people who have, have opened up smaller bookstores catering to locals, and uh, I think that's awesome. Um, I joke well, imitation that... Is the 
imitation yeah. is a sincere form of flattery, so don't feel bad about it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no, I, w- I, want, I would love for every town to have at least, if there's a coffee shop or, in our case, um, the little books, we call it the little bookstore now, I'm sorry. Uh, the Gulf Coast Bookstore is inside an existing business. It's uh, inside the Butterfly Estates, um, which is a butterfly conservatory that had a gift shop that had extra space. And we talked to them and we rent the space, my partner and I there, rent the space from them. And then the people uh, who buy the books there, all of the sales go through the gift shop. So I don't need to be there. So if, if it's possible for an independent author to talk to their local coffee shop or um, they've been doing it with art for years, putting it on the wall for the people who are in there having the coffee to see and, and to purchase, um, I would love to see that sort of thing pop up all over. It helps the coffee shop owner. It helps the authors. And um, I, that's really what it's all about. Um, but the biggest the biggest uh, thing that I, and it's just kind of in, in jest that I say this, but Amazon has now started opening up uh, brick-and-mortar stores. And um, one of the first one, uh, when it opened, um, I was looking at pictures of it, and they're starting uh, to show their books face out. Now, they're not really helping out the average independent author. Uh, they're selling only their their. Amazon bestsellers, and so they're still going to sell all of the traditional, um, you know, Dan Brown and, and Stephen King. But the idea that, that they're seeing at the, the front-facing books is kind of flattering. So I like to joke that they must have seen pictures of my store first. <laughs> well, a follow-up to you being copied already, have you considered, I know it's early in the business, but have you even considered franchising your idea? Um, we're taking it one step at a time. We're, we're seeing, you know, we've got a lot of workouts, still a lot of kinks, a lot of process. Like I said, because it's never really been done on this scale like this before, um, you know, setting up the process, what's the easiest way to, to come up with a renewal system that works for the authors and, and, you know, making the submission process easier. But, um, yeah, long term, I'd love to see them pop up all over. That'd be great. Let me and ask you there's... a question. What, in, in deciding to open this business, demographics are always uh, crucial. What are the demographics in your part of the state? Um, we are, um, well, there. there's a lot of people here uh, in Fort Myers year-round. Um, we have what's called our snowbird season uh, where people who uh, have a second home come and come down here. Um, so, And we're kind of in an area where there's a lot of those snowbirds. Um, so How about retirees? Yeah, so we have those... Those are the people who are probably our largest demographic for this particular location, but we are also um, down the street from a college, a state college, um, and we get a lot of the college kids are starting to discover us, so we're getting a lot more of that younger crowd, which is great news for all of our uh, YA and and new adult authors and we you know we sell a lot of children's books to the grandparents and uh it's very it's really very eclectic 
And I think that's kind of important. In so there's no particular advantage for your type of store because uh, maybe a lot of retirees who've started writing or, or anything like that. You're, you're really an average community like maybe Atlanta or Boston or yeah, Charlotte sure. or anything. Okay. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And we do All have right. a lot more. We do have a lot more local authors, probably, who are coming in for that very reason that they've retired and they've they've finally sat down to write the book they've always wanted to write. Um, we have a really strong writers group, uh, writers organization in Fort Myers, um, and so uh, of which I am a member called the Gulf Coast Writers Association, and so we've got. We've got a little bit of more, I guess, maybe an advantage in that we have a lot of local authors. That has definitely filled our other store. Uh, we have a waiting list for authors, local authors who want to be in that store. Um, but here, because we take books from across, we've got right now 12 different countries represented here. Um, so I think our, our, our readership is, is as eclectic as our, as our authors are. So that writer community that you have there in Fort Myers, they've got to be really happy with you for doing this. I imagine they are very excited. Okay, very good, very good. <laughs> now, not only are you a member of the community with your bookstore, but you're you're also, as we mentioned before, an author and an illustrator who has won awards for their work. Tell us real quick before this next break uh, about some of those awards you've won. Um, I, uh, for my own personal book that I wrote and illustrated, I won a Florida Authors and Publishers Association Award, um, which was wonderful. And, and if, if there's somebody out there who's on the fence about whether or not they should enter their book in any kind of an awards, I say absolutely do it. The validation of having somebody say that your book is, uh, you know, Stellar is awesome, and it and it increases your book sales for sure. One of the things that we look at when, as far as books coming into PJ Books, we look for the books that have won awards. Now, not all of our books have, of course, but um, that's certainly uh, you know validation for us that the book has already been vetted and that it's uh, you know of a of a higher standard, higher quality. Um, some of the books that I've illustrated have won uh, various uh, awards across the country, so it's kind of fun. It's a lot. Of, <laughs> it's nice to be able to add award-winning in front of your name. So if anybody's out there listening and they're and they're sitting on the fence, uh, enter book awards. Okay. <laughs> very good. Well, congratulations. Uh, well, thank you. Listen, I understand that you have a particular quote that's posted above your archway. Real quick, tell us about that. Um, it is probably one of the reasons that I, that I opened this store was because this is a, a personal um, belief that I have. Um, it's by uh, uh, Haruki um, Murakami, and it's, if you only read the books that everyone else is reading, you can only think what everyone else is thinking. And that kind of summed it up for me that I didn't want... Um, I didn't want Amazon to tell me what books to read or even, you know, USA Today. I wanted to discover books that were important to me and be able to, um, you know, have a different experience. And you're offering that opportunity with PJ Books. Folks, we're going to be back after these messages with more from Patty Broussard Jefferson 
owner and operator of PJ Books in Fort Myers, Florida. This is Dr. Susan Blank, host of Detailing Addiction and medical director of the Atlanta Healing Center. Please join me on Tuesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren, on Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. I'm Marita News, and I would like to invite you to listen live or download my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. This is America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And we're here again with Patty Broussard-Jefferson. She is the owner of PJ Books and also Gulf Coast Bookstore in Fort Myers, Florida. These are unique ideas for selling self-published and small publishing house books, uh, quite different than the normal bookstore that you walk into uh, in most communities around the country. Now, independent writers in, in the Fort Myers area have these two opportunities to come in, and you mentioned this earlier. I think it's very important as well. Uh, Amazon is fine. You can look through a whole lot of books on Amazon, but you can't touch them. You can't feel them. And though it's a literary medium, I think that that's also important for the reader, don't you? Absolutely, and and the people who come in um, always kind of express that same thing, and they're uh, so happy that there's an independent bookstore because for that very reason, because they like to hold the books. They like to to feel the pages. They, I, I'm, I'm always amazed at how many people come in and say, wow, it smells like a bookstore. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not even sure what that really means. I think that there's just such an overall joy to being around books, and that comes through. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of people like Kindles, and, but that's kind of impersonal in a way. But uh, being able to look at the book, pick it up, touch it, like you said earlier, look at the back cover and see what's written, uh, that's all important in a decision. Now, there's something else I want to bring up real quick. Self-public books, self-published, it's a very fast-growing market, and, and there are still concerns about quality. Some people tend to say, well, if you can't get a big publisher, then you're not any good. You don't belong to be out there. How do you address that question to your customers that come in? There's a lot of reasons that an author would absolutely choose to be uh, independently published rather than um, rather than traditionally published. And there's a lot of... Um, 
I mean, obviously, maybe some of the readers don't understand the process for getting traditionally published, but um, you have to have an agent, and your agent finds you a publisher, and the process is very long. Um, Even once you have a publisher, uh, a traditional publisher, the process for getting your book out there is very long. Uh, You lose a lot of the ability to make decisions. Um, You might not be able to, especially as a first-time author, um, you might not get to pick your cover. Um, There's just a lot of things that you give up, including rights to your book. Uh, so there's a lot of reasons for people to just say, you know what, I don't want to deal with any of that. I want my book out. I want to have complete control over it, and I'm willing to do the work to get, you know, to get the book out there. Um, so we have to be very careful here at the store to make sure that the books that we're offering are very professional so that it's not... I don't want somebody to be, to be able to look at one of the books here and say instantly, oh, this must be independently published. We, we want to, them to have professional uh, covers. We want them to be professionally edited. We want them to go basically through the same process that a traditionally published book has gone through in order to be the best product to, to introduce to the readers. So um, I, again, I, like I stated earlier, nobody buys books based on who published them. They just want to buy right. a good story. There you go. Now, I'm sure that the listening authors out there have got a whole lot of questions, and we're going to try to <laughs> rush through some of those and some answers, okay? First okay. of all, how, how can an author become a part of PJ Books? Um, the easiest way is to just go to our website, uh, www.pjboox.com, pjbooks.com. Uh, in the footer of the website is are all the links for the author information, our FAQ, and the, uh, the actual form that you can fill out to, to submit your book online. And, and all we ask for there is for the initial one is, uh, a website that we can go and look at, or your, ironically, your Amazon link so that we can see what some of the reviews are, um, and a copy of the covers so that, uh, and find out whether or not it's been edited. Now, how big is the shelf space once you've been accepted? How big is the shelf space that you allow for their book? The shelf space, the shelves are actually, uh, here's my secret. The, the shelves are actually IKEA spice racks. Um, so they're, um, like I said, they're the they float on the wall. They're about 16 inches long and about three inches deep. So, really, what looks best is um, two books, maybe three books. After three titles, it, it gets starts to get a little bunched up, and you can't see the covers as much. So, if if an author has more than three books. Uh, in a particular genre that they wanted to submit, um, they might need to buy a second space. Now, do you allow for sharing? Can, say, two authors share one space? No. Uh, if they're, you know, if they co-authored a single book, uh, something like that, um, or an anthology, uh, we have a couple of those where an author will submit an anthology that they participated in, um, something like that. But um, no, and you don't really, as an author, you want to you have your spotlight. You don't really want to share it with somebody else. 
Well, true. That's a good answer. Now, are they limited? Are they limited to just one shelf or one space? Um, no. Um, we have some authors who are very prolific in a particular genre, and they might have uh, one or two. They might have an extra shelf space there. Um, we have. We, we don't want. We don't want one author to take over too much of a genre, so we try to limit it to two two spaces. Um, but if an author writes in a couple of different genres, uh, we have one author that writes in three different genres and has three different shelves um, throughout the store. Okay. Now, the folks who are in the area, of course, can walk in and bring you the books, but how do authors, say, from Atlanta, Georgia, or New York, New York, how would they get their books to you? And the inside of that question is, do you ever buy from the author's distributor? We do not buy authors' books from dis- from their distributors or their publishers. Um, we work directly with the authors, which is probably what my favorite part of the whole thing is that I get to know the authors individually, which makes it uh, easier for me to um, make the make the whole process on the author side of it better. Um, I can reach out to an author and say, the most amazing thing happened. This woman came in and said she bought your first book and before she left town, had to come in and buy the other two. I can drop an email like that to the author, which is uh, something that they would not get from, you know, Barnes and Noble. Um, but um, we, most of the time, uh, the author ships their books straight to us. Now, we have authors from all over the world. Um, the authors who live in Australia, um, most of them, most of them, there's like two, um, they, they order their books uh, through their distribution, through CreateSpace or through their publisher or whatever, and have them sent to us uh, directly. Now, one of the things that is a selling point for the books in the store as far as the, on the reader's side is that most of our books are signed by the author's which is also something that no other bookstore is really doing on any kind of a large scale. So most of our books are signed. So a book that comes directly to us that never touches the author's hands, the authors are sending us signed book plates or stickers that we can put inside the books um, for them so that they too, their books are also signed. Um, mm-hmm. So there's basically the authors handle getting the books to us and, um, and we, you know, we get them that way. Now, everybody's waiting for me to ask you how the writers get paid. I think that's something really that they need to get into uh, on the website or get in touch with you guys. We don't really have time for you to explain that thoroughly enough okay. here this morning. But there, there is a, a unique payment system for the author, and uh, if you're interested in it, look them up at pjbooks.com and find out about it. And I understand you also will have a way of setting up personal appearances, book signings, things like that can be arranged. In the- Yep. Yeah, we're really all about the the authors. Um, okay. You know, me okay. coming from coming from that side, it, that's really my focus. All right, Patty. This has been a great hour. It's been a fast hour. Is there anything that we failed to cover that you'd like to bring out? Um, I don't think so. That was pretty thorough. 
Um, just if, if you're if you've written a book, published a book, and you're you're looking for a way to, a, a marketing tool, um, that's what TJ Books is all about. Um, and just keep with it. Just keep keep knocking on doors. All right, you're on the World Wide Web. Is there anybody you want to shout out to? <laughs> I'd like to thank all of the little people. No, um, I, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I actually, uh, if I had a minute, yes, my publisher, Lisa Umina at uh, Halo Publishing International, if you're looking for uh, a wonderful, very friendly, very helpful uh, small publisher, um, she's, she's the best. And uh, hopefully I'll get a good deal on my next book with her for that shout out. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. Patty, listen, this has been a real pleasure. I appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing with us about this great new store. And uh, best of luck to you and to all the authors that are a part of your bookstore. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. All righty. Now, listeners out there, the ball's in your court. I want you to look up the PJ Books website, learn more about it, and get involved in this new concept in retailing. And, folks, to our listeners out there, please, I want you to tell your friends about our show and how they – can listen to the free podcast by simply clicking on the links at americaswebradio.com. And again, if you'd like to be a guest on a future program, talk about your book or whatever, please contact me at Doug at americaswebradio.com or Doug at DougDahlgren.com. That's it for this hour. Again, many thanks to our guest, Patty Bassard Jefferson of PJ Books in Fort Myers, Florida. And for myself and our guest, I want to say, please, be good to yourselves and each other. Read a book. Hopefully it will be one of mine. And I'll see you all again in just 167 hours. Take care. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.